Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 15 of the Comet Cast. I'm your host Ryan from Comet Comics, and today I am joined by a fellow YouTuber and content creator, Isaiah Hanna, over at Hero with a Halo, who will be discussing some of his thoughts today on some of our topics while I talk everything comics, TV shows, movies, etc. So with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Comet Cast. So before we jump into this podcast, I want to do a quick spoiler alert on some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So if I talk about something you don't necessarily want to hear about, you can kind of skip over that section. So we are definitely going to be talking about Sonic and some of the things that happened in the Sonic movie. So if you haven't seen it by now, the beginning of this podcast is going to you know, include some of that. We're also going to be talking about the CW post-crisis continuity. So we'll be talking about Batwoman, Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, all those other TV shows. We're also going to be doing a bunch of rumors, or we're going to be talking about a bunch of rumors that include everything from Gambit to Daniel Radcliffe. And then we're going to talk about The Witcher Season 2, which, I mean, no spoilers there. Uh, We're going to go into some other things like reboots and then game series. So with that, let's jump into today's podcast. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Sonic. Sonic, I ended up getting to see Sonic and Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey back to back. And I got to say, I loved both of the movies. They were fantastic. And what we're going to be talking about right now is going to be the possibility for Sonic 2. What do you think? I have heard mixed things throughout the web. I have heard that Sonic 2, if it's popular, like I've heard that Sonic 2 will be in production if it's popular enough. And me personally, I would be stoked for it because are we allowed to talk about spoilers from the movie? Yeah, Is that sure. It? Yeah. So if you watched all the way to the end, that mid credit scene, we got to see Tails pop up. And when Tails popped up, I was super excited for it because I was like, oh my gosh, if they have Tails pop up, then that means there has to be a Sonic 2 because otherwise people just don't know who the heck Tails is. All right. So I'd be super stoked for it. I'd love to see Ben Schwartz back as Sonic again. I'd love to see them maybe expand the Sonic universe, you know, introduce Tails, Knuckles, maybe bring Eggman back. And he's a little bit more crazy than usual. All the other fun stuff. I'd, I'm super excited. So my my question here with Tails being introduced in this post credit scene, there are two, by the way. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't care about spoilers, definitely make sure you wait and check both of those out. And the end scene credit with Tails, I noticed that the person voicing Tails was a woman. Isn't Tails in the video game series a like a guy like his best friend yes he is a guy but something i noticed is that they got tails original voice actor from the games really yeah that was his original voice actor and i was like that is dope as hell like good job on you paramount you guys are really trying to you're really trying to play the appeal to fans cards and you know what it worked huh so the the voice actor for tails is a a woman i didn't know that that's actually really cool that is that is interesting yeah because the way that they portrayed tails in that in scene credit he kind of looked like a girl. I know as a kid, my cousin tricked me into thinking Tails was a girl. And then I just looked it up when I was older. I'm like, you stinking liar. You yeah. tricked me. So that that's definitely interesting. I know that a lot of people were even excited about a potential, I guess, what, shadow introduction? I don't know too much about shadows, so can you, like, shed some light on this shadow situation? So, I personally think shadow doesn't have much of a chance of being 
in a sequel if they do have a sequel but for those of you who don't know who shadow is he's basically like the edgier like cooler version of sonic you know that that's where all the memes come from of like where's that damn fourth chaos emerald like he's like the he's like the darker more powerful version of sonic so i don't know i feel like he doesn't really have much of a chance someone i feel does have a pretty good chance is knuckles though because uh, i was scrolling through twitter and facebook and i did see that there are some people demanding that dwayne the rock johnson play as knuckles uh-huh so a big strong guy playing another big strong guy i feel like it could work i could definitely see that happening i know there, there's a it's not a sure thing that they're going to be doing sonic 2 but i'd like to think that the box office itself speaks for itself considering what it had the highest opening it, it's gaming. the highest gaming uh movie ever made and yeah. My only worry with it is Jim Carrey apparently doesn't like doing sequels for movies. <sighs> so he already did a really good job as Robotnik, like Eggman. I would love to see him come back, but honestly, I'm just happy with the first one. If we get a second one, that's just like more money for me to send them. Like, please get, give me more. Yeah, that's this icing on the cake. I mean, even if they don't bring back Eggman in, this, in the second one, you know, I could definitely see exploring his home planet because oh, there seems to be something fishy going on there, you know, with like, yeah, like if the you beginning notice, story. Yeah, Knuckles, like, uh, Knuckles people, the Echidnas, they were the ones attacking Sonic and, uh, what was her name, Longclaw? Yeah, Longclaw. They were the ones attacking him at the beginning. I'm like, wait a minute, those are Echidnas. What is going on here? Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. The next topic that we're going to be talking about, which is going to be a bigger topic, is the CW show already messing up on its post-crisis continuity. What I mean by that mainly is the existence of doppelgangers in the CW universe. So for those of you who haven't seen the CW crisis event, it was awesome. I recommend that you see it and then come back and listen to this portion of the podcast. What we ended up getting to see was a mashup between Black Lightning, Batwoman, The Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. Which was really cool because we get to see Superman and Lois Lane come back. And with this, you know, we end up getting a similar crisis event as to what they had in the comics. And spoiler alert, just going to drop it out here for those of you who haven't seen it. Green Arrow dies and he's like the only one that dies outside of every other planet that had doppelgangers on it. So for those Fans of Jesse Quick and Earth 2 Harrison Wells. Yeah, in The Flash, apparently, they're dead. Which doesn't make much sense with the continuity that they have for doppelgangers on other shows in the CW universe now that they are all on Earth Prime. Which includes Batwoman having a theory about doppelgangers not being able to exist on the same planet without one of them dying because they can't occupy the same space. Which then we see in Supergirl, which isn't even applied, which is also really interesting. And then another thing, continuity-wise, that The Flash has uh, kind of, I guess, messed up with is the fact that although Harrison Wells from Earth 2 is dead, somehow Cisco still has a message, you know, those little cubes that they do between, you know, planets, from Harrison Wells' Earth 2. So... It's not really making much sense. I mean, this is just like the tip of the iceberg with, with doppelgangers. It seems to be that now that all the production companies came together, they did each episode themselves of the crisis event. You know, they're kind of all going their separate ways and not keeping continuity together with this new CW Earth Prime universe. What are your thoughts on this and how it could potentially mess up something that they spent so long and put so much time in developing? 
I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like the big issue whenever you do try and combine like dimensions or like Earth or anything. You have to try and like keep like a constant, like consistent storyline. And I feel like maybe they tried a little too hard to keep that consistent storyline. And now they're trying to kind of sweep up any loose pieces of glass that kind of just like got shattered around. Yeah. So I feel like they might be able to resolve it at some point, but it's already kind of kerfuffled at this point. So. Yeah, I'm really hoping that they um, end up fixing this, mainly because I love the idea of all of these characters being on one Earth. Although, you know, I really did like the idea of with the Flash about how they could have the, you know, the Council of Wells with all these different versions from different multiverses. So I really hope that somehow they can fix this continuity issue, even if the CW has to sit down all these production teams and be like, hey, we need some general rules for how this is going to go because we're already three weeks out of post-crisis and we're already fumbling the ball. Like People are like, what the heck is going on with the CW? Why can't they continue doing this big event? I mean, because, you know, what are they going to do next? I mean, they did their big CW, you know, crisis event. And if they can't keep the continuity for the fans, then why are we still watching? But with that, you know, I want to kind of segue a little bit into some rumors in this section. I'm trying to think of a name because I love doing rumors on my podcast, talking about rumors. So maybe we can come up with a segment title for a section where we talk about nothing but rumors. So, I mean, if you guys have any ideas on a good segment, I will do a post about this and see what you guys come up with. I maybe even throw it up on my story. That'd probably be a little bit easier for you guys. But yeah, let's dive into some rumors. The first rumor being that Gambit is back on track with a new lead. What are your thoughts? One of the coolest Marvel heroes ever. Mike, come on. Please make this happen. Give us somebody who's charismatic as Gambit, because I feel like it'd be a great movie. What were your thoughts on uh, Channing Tatum when he was originally spotted for the role? I feel like he could kind of have like a cocky personality, like, hey, what's up? You know, because like Gambit's like, what? He's supposed to be some kind of card player. You know, they got to have that like confidence about him. Like, I wouldn't say not exactly like cockiness, but kind of just like they're kind of sure of themselves. Like, oh, I know I'm going to win. I feel like Channing Tatum can kind of portray that. Yeah, I've had a lot of people tell me that he just didn't fit the role for what they grew up with knowing Gambit. And a lot of them are excited that he exited the role when they couldn't get the director that he wanted on board. Which is funny because now from what I'm reading with this rumor is that the director that he originally wanted on the project is going to be pulled back onto the project by Marvel. And they're wanting to get this into pre-production soon. I'm talking within like the next year because they love the script apparently that was written and they want to get it into the the MCU universe. I'd be hyped for it. So what do you guys think? Do you think that this rumor is true or false? I'm going to probably go with true. It seems true. But then again, some of the stuff that we read out there can be pretty false. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with it's probably 85 percent. 85 percent. Okay, I can live with that. So the next rumor that we got here is that Henry Cavill has met with Marvel for a Marvel role. What are your thoughts on that? And who do you think that Henry Cavill could play now that he's essentially hung up the cape for playing Superman? I don't know about him being in a Marvel movie just because, I don't know, I feel like DC might have pulled some strings like, hey, 
listen, we'll give you this role as Superman, but by God, if you show up on any Marvel movie, we will have your head on a pike. Yeah. See, I'm really hoping that they can cross actors between the Marvel and the DC universe. That's my big thing. And I've seen that happen, or we've seen that happen a lot with directors and actors already, you know, crossing the universe. I mean, technically, you look at Christian Bale. We talked about this last podcast and how he's going to be a villain in Thor and Love and Thunder. I mean, you got all these actors that are crossing roles here, and it's actually really exciting to get to see. Granted, there are are a lot of actors out there, but there are a lot of big-name actors that we want to see attached to some of these bigger-named roles. And Henry Cavill, I don't know who he could play, but I know if Marvel casts him, they're going to pick the right Marvel character for him. I mean, you look at all of Marvel's casting in the past, and they've always done a phenomenal job when it comes to to casting their, you know, characters. Oh, yes, absolutely. Maybe he could be, you know, a future leader in the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, because after the third one, you know, James Gunn is kind of going a different direction with a new, you know, set of casts. So it is really interesting to see where they're going and who they could potentially pick for this character. But uh, yeah, I guess you do make a good point, because if you said... Like you said, Christian Bale is supposed to be in the MCU, then it would make sense that some actors from DC movies can end up in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I'm really interested to see kind of where this goes with this character, Henry Cavill, seeing him playing some kind of Marvel character just in general. Because, I mean, you know, we look at just the different castings and what people are rumoring now. So like The Rock, for example, I mean, he's already pinned to play Black Black Adam. Adam. But he's already talked to Marvel about a potential role, which could be the thing, could be not the thing. So, I mean, he's already met with them about starring in other things. I know that I've seen some rumors about Ryan Reynolds. Um, I mean, or actually, if we just look at him playing, you know, the Green Lantern and then playing Deadpool, I mean, he crossed the aisle too. <laughs> yeah. So there's some room to work with that. I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I wouldn't sign a contract as an actor saying that I couldn't or stipulating that I can't play in a Marvel movie or a DC movie, you know, because I mean, you know, actors got to work. Yeah. The actors got to eat. So, I mean, when the roles pop up, you know, you got to take them. I feel like Henry Cavill, since we were talking about Fantastic Four, maybe a little bit, he could be Dr. Doom. See that, maybe that is true. I could definitely see either Henry Cavill, Hugh Jackman, or Michael Keaton. I could really see either three of those. Michael Keaton would be a really good Doctor Doom. I could really see those characters. I'm really hoping for Hugh Jackman on that. But kind of coming back on track with that, jumping into another rumor, we have that Daniel Radcliffe shot down rumors of him playing Moon Knight. So for a long time, there was this rumor that Daniel Radcliffe was being eyed to play Moon Knight in the upcoming TV series that they have for Disney+. And that has been confirmed by Radcliffe to be just speculation. Is he lying to us and is he really being eyed for it? What are your thoughts? I feel like he's probably telling the truth on it because honestly, as much as we all love Daniel Radcliffe, I can't see him as like superhero kind of like, I can't see him in that role of being like a superhero i can maybe see him like being like the analyst behind like everything but like maybe being a superhero i don't know about it yeah i totally see where you're coming with that i mean he's the guy behind the keyboard you know what i'm saying he's not the guy putting on a cape going out there i mean the guy is i mean no offense daniel radcliffe if you're ever listening to my podcast uh you know you're a short man and uh you know yeah not the most intimidating kind of fellow yeah and you know i mean 
You could bulk up, you know, get a little bit of muscle milk, hit the gym. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I mean, you never know. I could definitely see him being a supporting character in a Marvel film or DC film. I mean, it really just depends what he wants to do. I know he's talked about if he ever got back into a franchise, it would have to be with a character that he really enjoyed. Because I think right now he's just focusing a lot on his solo films that he's doing but anyways enough of the rumors and on to more news on this podcast starting with the mark hamill we finally we finally remembered his name yep we finally remembered his name i'm sorry to all you star wars fans out there we forgot it we're sorry we are true nerds so please forgive us. With Mark Hamill being offered a role on The Witcher, finally remembered what role he was offered, and that was the Vesmir role from the Witcher game series. Which is funny because I found out that it was actually offered to Michael Keaton and Mads Mikkelsen prior to being offered to Mark Hamill. What are your thoughts on you know, Michael Keaton or Mads playing Vesmir from the Witcher series. Like, you, do you think Mark Hamill will take this role because the other two passed on it? Or do you think he's going to be the third person to pass on this role? I personally never played the Witcher, but Mark Hamill does seem kind of like a mystical kind of guy. So yeah. if he's like, I can see him as like a, kind of like an evil entity or like, I don't know, it's Vesemir an evil guy in the Witcher? So from what I know about The Witcher, I think he's kind of in between, kind of like The Witcher. I think he's another Witcher, and I believe he is, you know, don't shoot me here, guys. But I'm pretty sure he's like a mentor to the main character in the series. So it'll be interesting to see him play a character like this if he does take the role. I know for sure that they've already even cast Game of Thrones actors to play other characters in The Witcher. So season two is really ramping it up. Yeah. They're, you know, they're trying to stack the deck and get everybody that they can involved in the series. So Mark Hamill, if you're listening, take the role. It's going to be a good one. We'd love you as Vesemir. Moving on to the biggest topic of this podcast. The biggest rumor. Insert air sirens, fire alarms, whatever. Burn down the building. Exactly. So we got some interesting fan reactions already from this, but since AT&T owns DC Comics, I guess they wanted to see how much they could piss fans off. And they said that Marvel is rumored to potentially take over DC Comics. Dun, dun, dun. So I wouldn't take this rumor too seriously. As I think it is AT&T's way, now that they own Warner Media, to try to see engage the audience of the DC Comics, you know, series in general. Just, you know, fans, what they think, and how they think this would go down. And let me just tell you, from the overwhelming negative reactions that I've seen on the internet, I hope to hell that this never happens. I don't think it will happen because... If anything, I feel like DC is really on the upswing with a lot of things. Because, like, they've had a couple of good movies come out. Birds of Prey, it's had mixed reactions. But I feel like, other than that, they've been kind of on the upswing with all the stuff that they're doing. So, the fact that somebody is saying Marvel is rumored to take them over, I feel like that's that's throwing a line into the ocean with no bait on it. Yeah. No, I feel that. And I, I totally, I totally get that. I totally agree with that. Mainly just because... To me, personally, I prefer DC Comics over Marvel Comics. Now, for all you Marvel fans, just wait a second, hear me out. I love the MCU better than the DCU. Mainly because the MCU got started 
and built up their characters over, you know, a 10, 15 year period. DC tried to compete right out of the bat with Justice League and fell on their face. Granted, DC Comics have a lot more interesting storylines to them. Not to say that Marvel doesn't, I just think that the art and the creativeness is favoring DC versus Marvel when it comes to comics. I 100% agree with that. You read my mind. I like DC a whole lot more than I like Marvel. But as for production quality, Marvel has got it down to a T. If yep. anything, they should probably be taking notes. That way, one day, it, we can, it, it can be on the flip side of the topic of, hey, DC is now the hot topic like theater blockbuster, and Marvel has been kind of like falling off. I hope it never happens, because I'd love to see both, you know, Iron Sharpens Iron. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like DC has really been on the come up lately. Yeah, and with a lot of the movies that they have coming out, I mean, we're looking at like Wonder Woman and all these other one cool ones like Aquaman 2. I mean, there are a lot of cool films that they got going out there. A lot of official and unofficial ones. I know the DC Universe app has some great shows like Doom Patrol and Titans, which, you know, I think we went off on a tangent the other day about this, you know, how Titans season two is a little wonky. But other than that, I mean, Doom Patrol is one of my favorite TV shows that DC is doing right now. And that's excluding the whole CW DC verse. I mean, oh yeah, the TV shows are fantastic yeah they really stepped it up that was like my big thing when it comes to tv shows because marvel hasn't gotten into tv shows per se yet i mean marvel televisions did but now marvel televisions is gone and it's all under marvel studios and we're getting wandavision and loki and you know all these other cool shows like miss marvel and you know all that good jazz but you know arrowverse on the cw said it all you know arrow yeah. started this big chain on the cw and we got all these awesome characters that just developed and for those of you who didn't get to see the crisis event spoiler alert again we got a connection between the flash from the dceu and the flash from the cw universe and it's being speculated based off of what we've seen in the next incarnation of the flash in the dceu he's going to get the name the flash from the flash that he met in the crisis event on the cw if, if DC wants to take my money, and I know they do, they will make a Flash movie because he is my favorite DC hero. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see a Flash movie. Let's go on a tangent on that real quick. I know that they had rumored to do a Flash movie a while back. And then, you know, the actor who was playing the Flash, you know, almost ended up quitting because, you know, he wanted to take the Flash's script a bit darker and a lot of people i mean you can't take barry allen to a darker place because was he barry allen guy. in justice league or because I, ne I never watched justice league so i'm not sure if he was was he barry yeah. allen wally west yeah he was barry allen okay which, which is interesting the I'd way that they see, you know go with that i'd love to see a flash movie based off of wally west yes just because apparently he's supposed to be the fastest iteration of the flash i could be 100 percent wrong no I, th I think you're right for the most part mainly because in the comics the flash barry allen was dead for like 20 years from like the 80s to like almost current times and wally west was the flash and then when the cw got the rights to the flash they focused on barry allen and wally west became a side character that's why wally west is 
kind of not on the flash anymore i mean why spend a budget for two speedsters when you got barry allen and that's the original scarlet speedster yeah i had to that's really interesting mainly because in the comics from what i've heard is that barry allen kind of mirrored wally west whereas in the cw it's like the opposite they went a different way with it yeah like from what i understand barry allen is more in touch with the speed force while wally west is just the fastest so more like skill over like just like raw talent yeah and you know with that i mean i like you said i would love to see a wally west introduction into the justice league mainly because i mean come on barry allen you were dead for 20 years in the comics let you know wally let west someone get else his take the due. spotlight exactly like we've got in the cw and we have him in the justice league right now so like let's introduce wally west some way and get him in there because you know he's the og speedster yeah so i mean with that jumping back on track now that we've kind of discussed that a little heads up i will be talking about this in the comments on my story let me know your guys's take on what you think about marvel being rumored to take over dc like i said don't take this too seriously because it seems to be just a bunch of i guess just rumors a lot of gobbledygook at the moment exactly at&t just trying to piss people off but yeah kind of going back talking about some other things that we have on the agenda for today going into reboots you know we get a little reboot section going on right here and uh the first rebooted film i want to talk about is the planet of the apes and yes that is right planet of the apes is getting a reboot and it is rumored to be on the original 1968 film with a potential 2022 release date what are your thoughts on them redoing planet of the apes you know me personally i thought the planet of the apes series was awesome i thought it was fantastic it was well done you know you got to see the progression of caesar go from like this like household pet to leader of basically a whole nation and like it kind of just shows like who is the more humane us or the apes and you start to side with caesar more than anyone else so i feel like planet of the apes did a really good job so i don't really see a reason to reboot it maybe like to appeal to old fans because you know with everything that comes along there's always going to be like the og fans are like i like this better why aren't you doing this so this may be like a callback to them like all right you know what we're gonna give you guys what you want you wanted enough we're gonna give it to you yeah and i think the 1968 film that they're talking about is the one where the guy from space ends up going onto a planet and finding apes in the roles of humans and then finding out that this is actually earth in the future so it'll be interesting to see how they do this take because i know in the planet of the apes series what they did was they focused on the progression of it on earth and how it all started not oh looking back how did this happen yeah so that'll be really interesting to see and you know honestly it's not warranted but you know people are out there to make money so i mean eventually everything's going to be rebooted i mean not to ruin anybody's you know fantasies about the mcu but 20 30 years from now i mean everything that we know and we love is going to be rebooted it's you know it's an unfortunate byproduct of the film industry yeah like we're talking about reboots i've heard transformers is getting a netflix reboot really a netflix yeah, it's, reboot. it's like getting an anime netflix reboot it's like war of war of cybertron so interesting because i know that they're actually rebooting the whole transformers series in general with the Bumblebee movie that they did. I heard Bumblebee did fantastic. Still haven't watched it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I love Transformers, but I stopped watching after they killed Ratchet. Yeah, I know with that, I'd seen Bumblebee. I won't spoil it for you. But 
I mean, they go back to the original looks from like the cartoons, which is amazing. Like just seeing Optimus Prime in his OG look that wasn't chromed out, you know, <laughs> flames all over it. Daddy Prime. Exactly. So that was really cool. They went back to the OG looks of the characters. And, you know, we get to see Bumblebee in his first, I guess, interaction. If, you know, we try to connect this to the first Transformers film, which I tr- I think they're trying to steer away from. But it's really interesting because we get to see an earlier look when he's the Beetle, I guess. Yeah. So that is really cool. And I mean, hell, we get to see John Cena in action, too. Which exactly. Is- I mean, he's just in everything nowadays. It's it's kind of crazy. You thought you couldn't see him, but now he's everywhere. Exactly. Another reboot um, that some actors are not too happy about is the Resident Evil series. Yes, right after the sixth movie ended, there were plans for another six movies to be rebooted closer to the original Resident Evil games. Ooh. What are your thoughts on that? All right, so with how well Resident Evil has done recently with, like, what, the Resident Evil 2 remake and then Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, they're kind of trying, I think they're kind of trying to ride that hype train of, okay, you know, Capcom, give us a chance to do your series right this time, and we promise we won't fail. Yeah, I really liked, because I never really got into the Resident Evil games past, like, the first or second one. So, I mean, I really liked the way they strayed away from the Resident Evil series with, you know, Mila Jonovich playing this, you know, lead character, you know, getting to see this amazing world just come to life. Like, I I loved it. Granted, they tried to pull a Transformers and go a little crazy there in like four, five, and six. But hey, some of it worked, some of it didn't. I mean, it was awesome. But the actress who's, you know, a big part of this or was a big part of this just isn't too happy that they're doing a reboot. Like, I feel like at some point you just kind of got to let fans be happy with like what's coming out. You already did your part for it. You know, you got paid for it. Like, I understand you might be a little irked. Like, why not go back to me? I feel like I did a good job. But then the movie industry is exactly that an industry. And they want to continue to make money. They want to continue to find new ways to hook people in. So maybe they feel like going for a new lead, whether it be male or female, could be the way to go. Did you know, I I found this out recently when I was doing some Resident Evil research, that there was a TV show in the works. Oh. For Resident Evil. It was you know, obviously chopped because of all this drama going on with the Resident Evil series. But from what I heard and the test footage that they leaked, which I saw, I guess it was some short episode that they did called Dave, which was really interesting. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you check it out. And it was right as I guess the virus was the T-virus who was being released in continuity with this, you know, movie series that we had with Mila Jonovich. And it was really interesting because it was from a cop's perspective and how his brother was murdered and they're investigating it. And then, you know, right at the end there, spoilers, you know, go watch it before I spoil it for you. You find his brother, you know, back to life, missing pretty much half his face with the bloodshot red eyes and then cut to black. I don't know. I feel like if they did do a TV series, it would kind of have like a like I hate to compare, but I feel like it would have to have like a Last of Us kind of vibe to it. Or like a Walking Dead kind of vibe to where like the world is like already desolate and it's just people surviving in it. Yeah. Like as much as I hate comparing two things to each other, I feel like that would have to be the route it would have to go. Yeah. And that's probably why they ended up putting it on the chopping block, mainly because it just didn't have the spunk that it needed to get going as a series. I mean... You look at series like a good zombie series they did was, I mean, a zombie comedy series, Z Nation. And then, you know, how they took a prequel called Black Summer on Netflix and just went 
totally dark with it. Like Z Nation, for the you guys who've seen it, no, it's a hilarious spin on the zombie apocalypse, essentially. And then uh, Z Nation, I mean, that's like probably the most hardcore zombie stuff that I have ever seen in my life. It was just crazy. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It is amazing. I really hope that they do a season two for it. But yeah, I mean, I totally get that. I mean, you look at like The Walking Dead and then Fear the Walking Dead. I mean, like, how do you compete with a show that's so popular? Like, Heck, you have a woman walking around with a katana. Yep. Like, how are you supposed to compete with that? Like, all these other zombie, like, movies and games coming out. What makes you completely separate from them? You know what I'd really like to see? What? I want to see a Last of Us movie or TV series. I have heard from rumors that that might actually be a thing. I really hope that it is. I am so stoked for The Last of Us 2. I am so ready for it. I didn't play the game until last year. I pretty much binged it in like a weekend, played the whole thing. I was in love with it and now I'm waiting for two. And you know, I I gotta say, if they're doing a movie or a TV series, I am gonna be one of the first people in line to see it. I typically don't do well with horror at all if you ask any of my friends, but I played that game on the hardest difficulty and beat it. And I felt so accomplished because like you get so engrossed with the characters and the environment. You're just like, I I can't stop playing. I'm scared crapless. Yeah. But I can't stop playing. I would just love to see how they do the clickers and the bloaters and all that other stuff. Oh my gosh. Just, oh, I I totally want to do a short film with clickers just because the makeup for them would be so cool. It is insane. They're just a beautiful, ugly creature. Cosplayers out there, where you at? Exactly. Come on, hit me up, guys. But anyways, one of the last few topics we're going to be talking about before we close it out is the Mortal Kombat 11 DLC character. So obviously, you know, we got our look at Spawn and he's looking pretty pretty cool. Yeah. I'm hoping they do him justice because like he's supposed to be like kind of like what? A Batman kind of character, except, you know, he has guns and chains which is dope as hell yeah i can't wait to see how they portray him in mortal kombat because i know he's been in a fighting game before i'm pretty sure it was soul caliber correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like most people were really unhappy with that but i'd love to see spawn played out in mortal kombat 11 because i personally play the game i'm not very good at it but you know the dlc characters from like mortal kombat and justice they're all really well done like they're very faithful to their original adaptations Like, heck, they just brought Joker into Mortal Kombat 11. Yep. And most people are, like, super stoked about him. So, I don't know. I feel like they could do a really good job with Spawn. Yeah, and him being a hell spawn, I really I really think that, you know, having him and his abilities there would be really, really awesome. I mean, you know, we got him and, you know, we got like Terminator, which was really cool. You know, I mean, they just got all these cool characters coming in. And me and you were talking about it prior to this, but we're talking about, I guess, the Keanu Reeves and The Rock additions to the video game. You're telling me they're yeah, like those skins? Are like mods that people make for the skins. They're actually kind of funny. There's one of the uh, one of the best Mortal Kombat players, Sonic Fox and uh, Ninja Killer, and they've just put their faces on their main characters and like people are dying of laughter. It's like it still looks good, but it's also like, wow, I can't believe you guys did this. Like somebody just, you know, somebody like a huge fan of the game decided, you know what? I'm just going to mod your face onto these characters. Yeah, maybe maybe they're just angry. I'm like, I want to perform a brutality on you because you're too good at the game. Yeah, it's like, hey, you can smell what the rocks cooking here, man. (laughs) But anyways, I'm going to let you take this next topic because you are a big Borderlands fan. We are talking about a Borderlands movie and production by Eli Roth. So why don't you take that away and tell us a little bit about the game in general 
and what to expect with a film series. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what Borderlands is, it's basically a looter shooter. Like, if you've played Destiny or anything like that, it's an open world, you do lots of exploring, you level up, find cooler, better weapons, level those up, take on mobs. It's a multiplayer game too, so it's best to, I believe the developers even said it's best to play with like groups of people because that's where you get the most enjoyment out of it. But I personally used to play the first Borderlands a lot with one of my friends in high school. Like I never finished it, but we did play it a crap ton. And one of the main characters that really stuck with me in that game is Handsome Jack. Just because he's kind of a jerk, but he's also like, he views himself as the hero. So like, as crazy as he is, and as much of a jerk as he is, he still thinks he's the good guy in all of it. And as cheesy as this sounds, I would love to see Hugh Jackman as Handsome Jack. Because I feel like he could have that like charismatic personality because... I'm not sure if you've seen The Greatest Showman, but Hugh Jackman did a great job being like this, like super charismatic guy, you know, like, come on, I can convince you to do anything. You just got to believe in it. I feel like he could play that, that kind of like psychotic villain that you can relate to. The best way I can compare Handsome Jack is kind of like Black Mask. There's still definitely something off about him, but like, you're just like, wow, this guy is so interesting, but by God, he's so weird. So with that, do you think a, a movie, you know, or, you know, potential trilogy would be a good idea? Do you think there's enough lore behind the Borderlands games to uh, kind of go into film production this well, early? I feel like there is definitely enough lore. My only concern would be Borderlands is mainly known for its art style, that, that cell shaded art style. So if they did decide to do a Borderlands movie, I feel like it would have to be animated. Either that or their make would kind of have to like mirror the Borderlands game. Okay, I could I could definitely see that. It'd be interesting. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below when I do a post about this particular episode of the Comic Cast. Last thing we're going to talk about before we bid you guys a farewell is our weekly shout out. Weekly shout out. That's what's up. So we're going to do the weekly shout out today. It's going out to a JT Walsh 24 on Instagram. He asked me, hey, comic comics underscore official plug. Is Harley Quinn Birds of Prey as bad as they say it is? And since we've talked about Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, and Sonic in the past, I figure why not give this guy a shout out? Talk a little bit about what he's asked here and then get your guys' thoughts on it. So what are your thoughts before I spill the beans on what I think? What did you think of Birds of Prey? Was it as bad as they say it is? I don't think Birds of Prey was bad at all. Um, like I said in the last comic cast, Harley Quinn is my favorite DC villain. And the way that they portray her in this movie, she's still definitely crazy. She does whatever the crap she wants, but like, it's it's like her breakaway film, because in the comics, she has her breakaway with Joker at some point, I'm assuming. So this is kind of like her like way of like expressing herself, and you get to see her not necessarily grow, but find her own person in this movie. As much as title Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, you get you do get to see the other birds of prey kind of develop. They are, they're each their own individual characters, and you love seeing them, you know, kind of band together near the end of the movie and form like this kick-ass team yeah i honestly think i i'm gonna agree with you 100 there i really loved harley quinn birds of prey especially after they changed the name from birds of prey to harley quinn birds of prey mainly because this movie is for all intensive purposes a harley quinn 
movie. I think the reason why it stumbled that first week at the box office was mainly because of marketing it as Birds of Prey when the Birds of Prey, spoiler alert, was only in the film for like the last 20 minutes as a team. Granted, they're all in the film simultaneously, you know, by themselves. But when they actually team up to be the Birds of Prey, you know, like it's seen for about 20 minutes kicking ass. And that's not enough time to consider the movie Birds of Prey movie. After they changed it, you know, I mean, I went to see it, I think, the day or two after they changed the name. And I gotta say, I loved this Harley Quinn character, this movie focused on her. I mean, gosh, I just loved the comedy around the egg sandwich. That was the that was one of the funniest parts about the movie. Exactly. We've all been there. You just want one thing in the whole world. You've had a crappy day or a crappy week. And you're like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Yep. As small and in- insignificant as this is, this is what I want. And then you get tackled by a cop. Yeah. That and the hyena. I love the hyena yeah. laugh. I loved Black Mask in that movie. He was, other than Harley Quinn, he was my favorite character in the movie. Ewan McGregor, I mean, he he pulled it off. He I mean, nailed it. It was, he was so whimsically funny and crazy at the same time. It was ridiculous. He was still, like, very menacing, because, like, underneath, like, all the, like, smiles and, like, everything else that was going on in the movie, he still had that really dark edge to him, like, he literally, he's literally slicing off faces Yep. in his first intro. And you're just like, oh God, that's gross. And like, you just see him like kind of being all goofy, like, all right, let's go. All right, I've had enough. Like, oh, is that a snot bubble? Yeah. Oh, yep. No, take it. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. So JT Walsh 24 on Instagram. I will definitely say that Harley Quinn is not as bad as they say it is. Actually, it's a lot better than they say it is. I mean... Just look at the box office results. It didn't do fantastic. It didn't overperform, but it didn't underperform. It's kind of like right there in the middle, kind of. Compared to like all the other DC movies that came out, it did well for what it was. Yep. I mean, and you know, like we said, it's a Harley Quinn movie. So I mean, if you want to go see a hilarious Harley Quinn movie, that is definitely a better movie than the Suicide Squad movie. Go check out Harley Quinn. And, you know, just forget what the haters say. There are a lot of reviews out there for this film that are completely negative. I mean, you look at Sonic and there are a lot of negative reviews for that, too. But the box office speaks for itself. Exactly. I mean, you know, you can't be concerned with film score and Rotten Tomatoes and all these other ones because, I mean, some of the people who review them are a bit biased. I mean, just go and enjoy, enjoy it for yourself. for yourself. Exactly. I mean, you are the person that they're putting this movie out there for. So you make up your decision on whether you think it's good or you think it's bad. JT Walsh 24, let me know what you think after you go see the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey film. And everybody else, let me know what you guys thought about the movie overall in general. And do you think that it's going to have a connection to the prior Suicide Squad film, The Suicide Squad 2 kind of parentheses as it's a soft reboot and the Harley Quinn film that they just did. You know, you guys let me know down in the comments below, but uh, I'm going to say that wraps us up for today. Thanks for sticking around as we hit a bunch of interesting topics. I want to thank you all for joining in with us here today at the comic cast. I hope you learned a thing or two. I know that I definitely did. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Comic Comics, as well as check out my Instagram page at Comic Comics underscore official, which is about to hit 10,000 
followers. Pew, pew, pew. Exactly. So where we can continue our conversations. I do all kinds of posts about this in my story. It is a super fun time. As I've said in the prior podcast, make sure to go check out Isaiah over at Hero with a Halo. He's got some awesome stuff there. But as always, this is Ryan. And I'm Isaiah. And this is is the the Comic Cast. Cast.